0: I'm Alec Lace. Welcome to First Class Fatherhood. Welcome, everybody, to episode 53 of the podcast. Happy, as always, to be here with you. Thank you for stopping by. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, please go hit that subscribe button. You do not want to miss all the excitement here on First Class Fatherhood. All right, Navy Seal Week continues here on First Class Fatherhood. Yesterday, we had Brandon Webb on the podcast back on episode 52. Uh, It was an awesome interview from a single dad's perspective. So please, if you missed out on that one, I would encourage you to go back one episode and take a download on it. Uh, Jason Redman was here on Monday. Uh, Kevin with his wife, Lindsay Lace, stopped by the podcast on Tuesday in episode 51. Uh, So we're going to keep the ball rolling here. I have got entrepreneur, and you may know him from the Shark Tank, Eli Crane, a former Navy SEAL, joins me on the podcast today. So stick around for that. You do not want to miss out on that one. Still to come on the podcast, coming in episode 54 tomorrow, will be Rob O'Neill, the guy that shot bin Laden in the face. He will be on First Class Fatherhood tomorrow. So lock it in, subscribe to the podcast, and please hit me with some feedback and continue to share the podcast, Sharing is Caring. So we're going to hit a quick spot here and we'll be right back with former Navy SEAL Eli Crane. I'm Alec Lace and you are listening to First Class Fatherhood. I cannot say thank you enough to all the listeners out there. You will hear a word from my sponsors in the middle of today's interview. If you would like to help me make First Class Fatherhood ad-free, please consider becoming a supporter of the podcast by hitting the link in the description of today's podcast episode. Welcome back to First Class Fatherhood. Joining me now is a First Class Father. You may recognize from his successful pitch on the Shark Tank, where he scored a deal with Mark Cuban and Mr. Wonderful. And as a result, the sales of his bottle breacher went from 150 k to over $15 million. He is, of course, a former Navy SEAL. Eli Crane, welcome to First Class Fatherhood.
1: Hey, thanks for having me. Appreciate it.
0: Okay, let's blast off here. How many kids do you have and how old are they?
1: I have two kids. They're 10 and 6.
0: What type of sports or activities are the girls into?
1: Um, they are involved in gymnastics and currently they are at mermaid camp.
0: All right. Did you always have the entrepreneurial itch, even as a child? Like, did you run lemonade stands and stuff, or did this come later in life after your SEAL career?
1: No, I never really did. Um, I, uh, you know, I I think more for me, it was just about uh, trying to make something cool. And then uh, I kind of caught the entrepreneurial bug as I was getting out of the Navy. And I realized uh, how much, even though the hard work, I love freedom and I love setting my own schedule. And I also love uh, reaping the benefit of hard work. Um, And so that's kind of how I caught the uh, entrepreneurial bug.
0: All right. Walk me through some of the benefits and some of the challenges of being an entrepreneur and a father.
1: Well, as an entrepreneur, there's no such thing as nine to five. I mean, it's. You know, most entrepreneurs will tell you it's kind of an all-day, everything type deal, and you try and balance it as good as you can. And I think for a lot of us entrepreneurs, uh, especially for the female entrepreneurs that are moms, a lot of times you're always asking yourself, "Hey, am I doing enough? Am I balancing my time, you know, well enough between my family and my business?" And you always feel like, you know, if you if you pay more attention to one thing, you're dropping the ball in the other department, and so. Balance is a really big deal and um, just making sure that you're not neglecting uh, you know what your priorities are, but also at the same time to where you're setting your family. Um, and your future generations up for success. It's a real balancing act.
0: Yeah, it's so cool to hear you talk about this because really, since I started this podcast two months ago and it really started taking off, I've been struggling with the balance myself of really pouring my heart and soul into this podcast to make sure I'm giving it my all, and also, of course, being a father to four children and all the rest of my responsibilities. It's it's quite a challenge.
1: Yeah, you know it it really it really is. But um I'm a firm believer that you know to win at life, you really have to swing for the fences. And uh, sometimes you have to, you know, go big and you have to at times put yourself outside your comfort zone. And there's a lot more failure than uh, than most people um, ever really know. But I also believe that the uh, most successful in people in life don't look at failure the same way that everybody else does. They just look at it as, hey, that's where the lessons are, lessons are learned. And um, I'm actually going to try and Fail faster and acquire more knowledge and more lessons learned, so that when I uh, have get the opportunity at another attempt, um, I don't make the same mistakes.
0: Yeah, well said. Okay, but yeah, when you when you're a single guy, it seems so much easier to roll the dice and take those chances. But what advice do you give that young father out there who's kind of stuck in a job that he hates, but he's afraid to take the risks to pursue his dreams because of those challenges?
1: That's a great question, and it segues perfectly into something that i like to talk about um i love the i love the side hustle and to those young moms and dads out there that are you know may, you know um you know working a job somewhere you can do what i did and you can start a side hustle at night and on weekends yeah it might mean that you don't get to watch your favorite episode of uh survivor or whatever your show happens to be and maybe you don't get to hang out with your friends on the weekend but Uh, One of my favorite sayings is entrepreneurs are willing to work like nobody's willing to work so they can live lives that nobody's able to live. And there's a lot of truth, you know, to that statement. And so if you start a side hustle um, at nights and on weekends, you know, when most of your friends are hanging out or sleeping or whatever, whatever else they're doing, um, but yet you're still paying your bills during the day at your regular job, that's a really great way to start because most of us don't have you know, a rich mommy and daddy or a trust fund or an investor that's just willing to throw money of us at us right off the bat.
0: Yeah, I'm all about the side hustle, man. I mean, I've driven over 1500 trips for Uber alone, you know, and, and that's kind of one of the ideas where I got the podcast from is just driving around some of these young dads and listening to them talk so negatively about fatherhood and, and a negative
1: outlook on family life in general. It, it really drives me nuts. Yeah. You know, it's, it's unfortunate that it's, um, that there's such a uh, negative connotation that comes with fatherhood, you know, and and I, I've had my own moments as a father where, um, you know, I was I probably took it a little little bit more for granted than I than I should have, but you know, being a father, it's it's a pretty awesome thing if you do it right, and if you're if you're if you're grateful and you, you know, you count your blessings and it's also a really important and responsible job.
0: Yeah. I've been asking this question all week too, because there's obviously, uh, there's been a rise in school shootings. Um, how do you feel about the topic? What do you think could be done? What's going on?
1: Um, I just wrote an article and, uh, I think it was published in the new Boston globe about four weeks ago. And it, it was talking about we don't have a school shooting problem, we have a fatherless problem. And basically, if you go through the article, and I know that sounds really, uh, you know, really obtuse, but um, there's a lot of truth to it. Uh, twenty six out of the last twenty seven mass shooters have been committed by uh, young men without fathers. You know, and it's it's a really big deal. And uh, you know, being a father's being a father is one of the greatest things in my life, and I love getting to watch you know, my daughters and, you know, just as they grow up and they learn new things and their energy and their beauty. And a lot of times they, you know, um, especially after a long, hard day, you know, just getting to hang out with them is just the right medicine that I need, you know, because it really brings me back down to, uh, you know, my baseline. It calms me down and it makes me realize there are more important things in life than some of the things that I'm worrying about at the current moment.
0: All right, it is now time for a word from today's sponsors, and I'll be right back with more of the action on First Class Fatherhood. Okay, what are some of the lessons you learned as a Navy SEAL that you can directly apply to being a father?
1: You know, I think uh, I think discipline is one of the biggest things I learned in the SEAL teams. And uh, some people say discipline will set you free. Um, but one of the things that drives me the craziest when I hang out with other people or I see other, other dads and other parents is, they don't discipline their kids. And they, it's almost like a lot of, a lot of these parents think that they're doing their kids a favor or think that their job is to, you know, be their kid's best friend. And not only is that not true, but what they're really doing is they're hurting their kids in the long run. And I see it all the time. And it just, it makes me sad. It's frustrating to hang out with little kids that, you know, don't have respect for, you know, other people's stuff or adults or, or really anything at all because they have never been, you know, disciplined, but um, you know, we learned that in the SEAL teams, how important it is to, you know, have discipline, um, to be disciplined in your approach, to be disciplined with your, um, equipment and how much, you know, it really pays dividends on the battlefield. And I think as a parent, you know, if you discipline your kids and do, you do it in a loving way, but in a consistent and firm way, um, you will see the, you know, you will, see, you will bear the fruit of that discipline and you will have just phenomenal kids who respect other people. They re- they respect, um, your belongings. They re- respect other people's belongings. Um, and you know, it, you'll just have a happier, more cohesive family. Yeah. And you'll have some pretty cool people to hang out with when they grow up too, you know? Exactly.
0: All right. Listen, I know they're young, but how would you feel about your girls wanting to join the military kind of following your footsteps?
1: You know, um, I think it'd be, I, I would be, totally supportive if my if my daughters wanted to join the military and serve you know i think i think there would be a part of me that would be really proud if one of my daughters or if both of them decided they wanted to serve and you know get involved in something that's much bigger than themselves you know that's something that's always been a big part of me um and almost everything i do is i um, trying to make sure that i'm not just focused on eli and what eli needs but trying to use uh the skills and talents that God's given me to you know, try and bless other people and look out for other people. So it would mean a lot to me if uh, one of my girls um, displayed that kind of selfless um, behavior and that, that type of attitude and um, really tried to uh, make this world a better place.
0: Okay. Are they showing any signs of uh, entrepreneurial tendencies yet?
1: You know, I think both of them show little signs of it, but the, at, at 10 and 6, you never really know. So Hey, my ten-year-old's putting stuff up on eBay, man. He wants to sell everything in his room, so you never know. That's pretty awesome. My oldest is really creative, so I wouldn't be surprised. Um, I wouldn't be surprised to see her doing some, you know, you know, doing some art or maybe some new product development or something like that uh, down the road. And my younger one is a lot like me. She's uh, she's kind of a she's kind of a hard ass. Um, I could definitely see her uh, having the. Uh, you know, the intensity, um, and the will to run a company. So we'll, we'll see what, we'll see what happens with them.
0: All right. Are you and your wife planning on having any more children or are you guys done?
1: No, I, I think we're, uh, I think we're good. You know, I had my last child when I was in the Navy and, uh, I was gone enough as it is. Um, and I really didn't want to be an absentee dad. And so I, it, I mean, to each his own. And I mean, every every couple has to make that decision on, you know, what, you know wh- what's going to be a good fit for them. But I felt like because I was gone as much as I was, and I knew we were getting ready to go into an extremely busy chapter of our lives and uh, transitioning from the military to the private sector, I thought two was going to be, you know, a pretty good number for us.
0: Okay, that was one thing I was trying to find out before the interview. I was unsure of whether or not you deployed as a father. So... Um, what was it like for you to be a single guy and then now have to transition to deploying as a father? what were, What were some of the challenges of that?
1: Yeah, so um, the, the big the biggest difference was you know it's like uh, and you hate to you hate to even look at it this way, but you know one of, one of the worst things you can do as an operator overseas is be you know focused or too concerned about. Uh, what's going on at home. You know, it's such a stressful job. It's such an intense job that uh, you need your focus and your attention to be, um, you know, on the battlefield and on the mission and with your teammates. And so, um, you know, the, the difference was, you know, really trying to, you know, keep, you know, you know, keep your focus where it needed to be and not at home with, you know, the people you love the most and your kids and, Um, You know, I I think it's a little bit more of a carefree lifestyle when, uh, you know, when you're single and you don't have and you don't have kids and, you know, you really weigh everything a lot heavier when you know that um, your family and your kids are counting on you to, you know, provide for them and, you know, make decisions uh, that are the best for their future.
0: Yeah, that's one of the things as a father of four children, I can't even begin to imagine having to spend that much time and be that far apart. So, I mean, uh, one of the most heartwarming things I ever see on TV is when, um, you know, a military uh, service person comes home and they hug their child for the first time. I mean, it's such a, a heartwarming scene. Uh, so I, I definitely take my hat off to you and your friends and thank you for your service. All right. Do you have any upcoming projects or books or any other companies that you're starting? What could we look forward to?
1: There's a good chance that I will be writing a book this summer. Uh, the book will be more uh, faith-based. Um, it'll probably have a little bit of my story in it, but I'm really looking forward to that. And um, well, you never know when you start these things what how they're going to end up if they'll even um, if they'll even you know run the run the gauntlet and come to fruition or not. But um, I'm looking forward to that. Um, I'm writing a lot of articles right now. Um, I found a real passion in doing that. Um, my last one I think was in Breitbart and it was about, um, you know, uh, Trump's nomination for, uh, um, the director of the CIA, Gina Haspel was running into trouble on, uh, with, with her involvement in some, uh, torture. And, uh, so that was, that was, that was a cool piece and I, I really enjoy writing and, uh, you know, so I'm definitely, definitely into that and I'll be doing some, uh, commentary on, uh, the news as well, some political commentary. So You know, those are the things that I'm going to be involved in uh, in the future and continuing to, uh, you know, work on uh, bottle breachers as well.
0: I'll tell you what sounds nice is one of those 50 caliber first class fatherhood bottle breachers.
1: Yeah, we'll definitely uh, we're happy to send you one, (laughs) man.
0: (laughs) All right. Hey, listen, that's all the time I got for you here. I can't begin to say how thankful I am that you've given me a few moments of your time here to kick it around about fatherhood. Um, Thank you for joining me here on First Class Fatherhood. Uh, Have a great day and thanks for having me on. All right, Eli Crane, everybody. We're going to be right back after a quick spot. All right, that's going to wrap things up here on First Class Fatherhood. Thank you for stopping by. Uh, Please smack me with a little bit of feedback. Let me know what you thought about the episode. A very special thank you to Eli Crane. I really love the message. Go big. Swing for the fences. Tomorrow... We are going to cap off Navy SEAL week with the first-class father who capped off Bin Laden. So please, lock it in. Rob O'Neill will be here tomorrow. I'm Alec Lace. You've been listening to First Class Fatherhood. And remember, guys, you may not always get to fly first class, but you are always a first-class father.